Vox Quick Hits. I'm Eliza Barkley, Vox's science, health, and climate editor. This April, our podcasts are teaming up to cover some of the most important issues threatening life on Earth. From sustainability to biodiversity to straight-up cool things about the natural world, we'll focus on our planet and its limits in episodes throughout the month. Tune in to Today Explained, Box Conversations, The Weeds, Unexplainable, Worldly, Future Perfect, and Vox Quick Hits. Want to listen to all the shows? Find them at vox.com slash earthmonth. The state of the relationship between the United States and China isn't great, including when it comes to climate. America took a big step back on the environment under the Trump administration. And now that Joe Biden is in the White House, it's attempting to reset at home and on the global stage. America has a bit of an awkward counterpart in China. Both countries need to curb their own carbon emissions. But they also wield a lot of influence over the entire globe, and their respective records on the issue are mixed at best. Jarrell Arvin, a fellow on Vox's World Desk, recently did a deep dive into the state of U.S.-China relations, specifically through the lens of climate. Like it or not, the countries are stuck with each other, and the rest of the world is stuck with them. China relations are always a complex and thorny issue. But specifically with respect to climate, where do things stand right now? I think the really important thing to focus on is that 43% of greenhouse gas emissions are from U.S. and China. And that means that in order to really get the Paris target of limiting warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, we really need to uh, limit the emissions as much as possible in both countries. So the U.S. and China have got to do a lot of work at home. And in November of this year, world leaders are convening in Glasgow for COP26, which is actually the United Nations Climate Change Conference. Um, And it's going to mark five years of the Paris Agreement. And so this year you can expect to hear a lot of talk about how countries can improve their domestic targets and what they plan to do in the future. So where are the U.S. and China right now in terms of their targets on their own emissions? So as part of the Paris Agreement, each country submits what are called nationally determined contributions. And these are like individual plans for how they will reduce greenhouse gas emissions at home. President Biden has announced the most ambitious climate plan of any president in history, any plans to remove carbon from the U.S. electric sector by 2035. But as you know, with the current political climate in America, there's a lot of wrangling going on. And so there's going to be an uphill battle to get that signed into law. But Biden is expected to announce a new climate target soon. And that target is expected to be a 50% reduction from 2005 levels by 2030. And then for China... Um, In September last year, the country sent major shockwaves to the climate world when it announced that it would go net zero by 2060. It's not 2050, but it's still a huge deal because, as I said before, China has uh, really the lion's share of current emissions. They're the world's largest emitter right now. The selection of Xi Jinping, who is a really storied climate diplomat who actually helped organize and sort of implement the first uh, Paris Agreement, 
shows that China is very serious about achieving targets. But in its recently announced five-year plan, the country actually wasn't necessarily clear on how it would achieve its net zero by 2060 target. So you sort of hinted at this, but one issue with China is its Belt Road Initiative, right? An infrastructure project aimed at expanding its global influence. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and its environmental impact? China's Belt and Road Initiative was launched back in 2013 by Chinese President Xi Jinping. This is China's Belt and Road Initiative, the most ambitious infrastructure project in modern history that's designed to reroute global trade. And it's how China plans to become the world's next superpower. And it's sort of modeled um, after the Silk Road. It's a massive, massive infrastructure project. Many reports say that it's larger than anything we've seen in the 21st century. And the idea behind it is that through building several different uh, infrastructure projects around the globe, China will be able to expand its influence and access to, to markets. So the Belt and Road Initiative itself includes roads, bridges, ports, power plants, and has spanned to more than 140 countries. Since 2013, $760 billion has gone from China to developing countries, and $50 billion of that has actually gone to building coal plants. And so when you talk about the environmental impact of the Belt and Road Initiative, there are a lot of developing countries who now have coal plants that are either being built, have already been built, or will be built. And so China really needs to get that under control if it is to be serious leader on climate. Reports indicate that another 60 coal plants could come online in developing countries if China continues with business as usual. And so that would obviously have a disastrous impact on many local communities around the world who are already suffering from a number of severe health problems from air pollution due to coal plants like asthma, cancer, heart and lung disease. Not to mention the fact that, you know, bringing all these coal plants online makes achieving climate targets really, really difficult. And along those lines, I mean, a lot of the time when we talk about what the U.S. and China or any country is doing on climate, we talk about what they're doing at home. But obviously there's an international impact here, specifically with regard to their kind of leadership roles to less developed countries who maybe look to them for cues. And I'm curious what their respective roles are in the international community. The Biden administration has repeatedly announced that America is back on the world stage um, and is really trying to indicate that position by leading and setting the tone when it comes to issues of climate. Let me get to it. Today uh, is Climate Day at the White House, and uh, which means that today is Jobs Day at the White House. We're talking about American innovation, American products, American labor. And we're talking about the health of our families and cleaner water, cleaner air, and uh, cleaner communities. We're talking about national security, America leading the world in a clean energy future. The U.S. has a really big influence on other developed countries, right? And those include the countries that have sort of the top economies in the world who are also the top polluters. And so when we talk about the influence of the U.S., other countries like Japan, for example, who might not have been considering 
announcing new targets are now considering new targets because of Biden's presidency. But when it comes to support for developing countries, um, the U.S. really has left much to be desired, to be to be quite honest. There's something called the Green Climate Fund. Um, and in 2014, then-President Obama pledged $3 billion for the fund. Now, today I'm announcing that the United States will take another important step. We are going to contribute $3 billion to the Green Climate Fund so we can help developing nations deal with climate change. But by the time he left office, only $1 billion had been granted to developing countries to help them address climate change. When it comes to actually providing that outstanding money, Biden's new budget proposal only provides $1.2 billion. Um, and so there's still $800 million missing that will need to be made good on to make good on the pledge. And what about China? And then when it comes to China, China's in a really interesting position because many developing countries like India might look to China to see what it does on climate. India so far has not announced a net zero by 2050 target. So a lot of experts are saying that China is in a position to really set an example for developing countries who might look to China to see what they should do next. So looking forward, what should people be on the lookout for when it comes to U.S.-China relations, specifically when it comes to climate in the weeks and even months to come? Well, Biden's Earth Day summit of world leaders, the whole point is to restate that American leadership is back on the world stage and particularly when it comes to climate. In order to be a leader on climate, the United States is going to have to take care of business at home. So that looks like increasing the level of ambition on its own nationally determined contribution. Then last week, climate envoy Kerry actually uh, made a somewhat surprised trip to China to uh, speak with Xi Jinping, his Chinese counterpart, and sort of uh, rally support for China raising its level of ambition on climate. So definitely watching to see for what China does at the summit. And then I'm also looking out for uh, the Bao Economic Forum, which is happening April 18th to 21st. It's sort of like Asia's own Davos. And if China is going to announce a new contribution, a lot of experts are suggesting that it will happen at that forum. And then the final thing I'm watching for is aid for developing countries. The best way to counter China is to support uh, developing countries as they make the transition to a net zero carbon future. And so in order to do that, the U.S. must make good on its pledge. And that means contributing to the Green Climate Fund. Yeah, I guess we're all kind of stuck on the planet together. So everybody's got to go along. Only one planet. Got to do our best. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Emily. I really appreciate it. Jarrell Arvin is a fellow on Vox's Foreign Desk, and you can find him on Twitter at Jarrell Arvin. I'm Emily Stewart, and this is Tell Me More. Our producer is Sophie Lalonde. Vox is going all in on Earth Week this year. Find more climate-themed podcasts in the Vox Quick Hits feed wherever you get your podcasts. 